Welcome to the War Zone. The ringmasters are here to break down the world of wrestling and pro wrestling news. Get ready to be thrown off the ropes, smashed into a table, and come begging back for more. And there's only one question. Are you ready? We got together to do our thing. We all play hard. We all play low. All right, listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Ringmasters podcast. This is Adrian Headache Hedden. And I'm Grant Lefebvre. And we're here to bring you another week of news in the world of professional wrestling um, and, uh, and a recap of this week's events on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Um, but first of all, we'll have, uh, we have another guest in our, um, on our studio this week. Um, we have... Uh, Imperial um, Wrestling Entertainment World Heavyweight Champion Jack Price is here with us tonight. Jack, uh, how's it going? How's it going on, man? Good. Hey, so you're the IWE champ. How long have you been champion for? Oh, man, since August. Since this past August. Great. Since this past August. And uh, what's... You brother Will Vendetta, I believe. Say it again? No, you defeated Brother Will Vendetta, I believe, for the title, correct? Yeah, we had a big year-long feud and then finally got the W at the <laughs> campus class. Right, on the campus of uh, Harrison, Mid-Michigan Community College Harrison campus. Yeah. Uh, and what was that like? Was that was this the first time you've been champion? Uh, that's, This is my first time being champion for that promotion. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was it was, it was, it was crazy because uh, it's a year-long, you know, and uh, I felt like I worked hard for it to I felt like I deserved it, you know. Fans felt like I deserved it, so it, it was it was a wonderful feeling. You know, it's feel like uh, you know the promoter trusts you now, so it's a big big X on my back now. So <laughs> sure. yeah, I think we want to talk a little bit more about kind of what it means to be champion, um, sort of. Yeah, and um, as uh, as champion, uh, what it, what has that meant to you? That journey you've been on so far. Uh, you know, I gotta say. Example for for other wrestlers, you know. Uh, but it's actually it's more harder now. It seemed like to me, like when when I wasn't tapped to trying to fight for it, you know, it was working hard in the gym and uh, you know, getting ready for matches and all that. But once you are a champion, it's like more eyes are looking at you, and like you got to work even harder so someone else won't won't uh, pass you up, you know. So. It's, it's 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 fun, but it's it's hard work. It's stage. Yeah, it sounds like it's been a long time coming. I mean, I guess could you talk a little bit about your career, sort of leading up to uh, to to present times? I mean, how did you get started in wrestling? Uh, yeah, that's a fun story. Uh, I I seen a promotion out in Flint, Michigan. Uh, there was wrestling in a bar, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I attended, and it was it was cool. I was I always been a wrestling fan from from a little kid, but I seen a wrestling promotion at a bar. And uh, I was trying to, to get into it. So I talked to the promoter. And uh, at the time, he was telling me, like, yeah, I'm looking for a guy that's willing to lose every match. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm not about to lose every match, you know. So, you know, I declined the offer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't see him for two years. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, she gave me a little speech. You got to start from the bottom, work your way to the top. So right. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's true. So. I found him again, and I approached him again, and like, look, man, I'm willing to do whatever I got to do to get in this business. And uh, this time, he didn't say I had to lose every match. He said, I'm looking for a rest. And I'm like, hey, I'll do that. And that was the best experience. That was the best time in my, in my wrestling career, you being know, a rest. Wow. That, was, that, was, that was fun. But I transitioned over to a wrestler, mm-hmm. completed training, and uh, the rest is history, you know. Everybody... Yeah. 
It sounds like it took a lot of dedication to get to where you are as far as jobbing to, uh, you know, be basically being an enhancement talent in the beginning, being a referee. Um, you know, for anyone who's going into the wrestling that wants to be a wrestler, I mean, what, what could you say? What does it take to be, you know, an independent uh, a wrestler on the indie circuit? Uh, a lot of heart and dedication, man. Because this, this business is still a business, but it can, uh, it can eat you up and chew you out. Like, some, you got to have hard skin, tough skin, man, because some... It's some places, it's sometimes that I wanted to give up. I was like, man, skip this. I, I don't want to do this no more. But mm-hmm. it's tough, man, and and it's a lot of politics. And people don't look at from the outside looking at people don't don't notice that part, you know. So yeah, the politics. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit more about sort of the backstage politics and independent promotion? Yeah, you know, uh, not not all promotions, but some sure. promotions. You know, you walk in, you you got clicks. And uh, you, it's favoritism, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, some promotions don't want you to wrestle at this promotion because the two head promoters got a few between one another. Um. Like, that's not my fault that you guys don't like each other, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, and then sometimes you can just say I'm champion at one promotion. And I went off to wrestle at a different promotion without letting that promoter know. He might strip me for the belt, and that's that's his punishment towards me. So there's there's a lot of stuff you gotta you know saying yeah. look into and. Uh, well, that's kind of like, that's kind of behind the curtains, you know, in the ring, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, let's talk about the fans a little bit. What sort of a connection do you feel like you have with uh, with the people that come out to see you wrestle? Man, I love the fans. You know, the fans are the reason I wrestle. You know, saying so. If I, I'm the type of wrestler, I need fan reaction while I'm wrestling. If I if I go to a ring and 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 put on a show, but the fans is not reacting to anything, I get so upset and it, it is and it makes me mad. And I and I hate a boring like and when I'm a fan, I hate to be bored, so I don't want them to be bored. So I try to do whatever I can to entertain them. So, uh, but the fans, you know, I communicate with them, talk to them before and after the show. Um, some fans hit me up on Facebook. I talked to them through message, Messenger on that. And, um, but it's cool. It, it, it's, it's surreal because it's weird that people, I'm not saying I'm a celebrity, but it's weird that people look at me like that way because I still feel like me, like normal, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. when people talk, they're like, oh my God, it's Jack, you know, and it's weird. Like people <laughs> approach me at Walmart, uh, my daughter's school. Like wherever, and I'm like, can I get your autograph? And I'm like, this is weird, you know. But, <laughs> but it, it, it's all about the fans. So I love the fans. And that kind of interaction, um, that you know, talking with them before and after the shows, you don't always see that level of interaction. And like, you know, what a lot of people watch, like Monday Night Raw, um, is that something that you expected going in, or is that something that you sort of found and fell in love with as you went along? Yeah, that's something I found found and fell in love with as I went along. Like. Uh, 
to be honest, I'm a shy guy, and most people might not believe it, so it's hard for me to interact with, with people. So, the one time I'm in the restaurant, you know, it's different for some reason. So, um, and the fans, you know, they they love my, they say they love my moves and all the flips, flippy doos I do. But uh, it's it's just it's crazy, man. It's I, it's, I can't even explain it. It's just <laughs> it's so crazy. Well, obviously you have a you're a pretty infectious character to get along with the fans. Obviously you get a good reaction from them, from what it sounds like. Um, can you just kind of describe who you are as a character? Um, sort of how was your character developed? You know, what what is your what is your persona like? Uh, a cocky guy. You know, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say like a like a mean cocky, but I feel like my persona is like uh, I can step in a ring with anyone. You know, mm. so it's weird how I came up with the name Jack Price. I was playing a I was playing a WWE video game, you know, you got the creative mode, whatever, yeah. and uh, I was creating a wrestler, and I named him Jack Price, and I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool name if I ever became a wrestler, you know, that yeah. long, and then like <laughs> a few years later, it happened, whatever, so, uh, but my persona, you know, I, I like I said, uh, a pure athlete, you know, I don't really, my downfall now is my mic skills, like, I'm getting better, but that's my, that's my weak point, and, uh, but you know, I go with you know I don't I don't need to talk. I prove it all in the ring. Yeah, I've noticed and, you've uh, done a little bit more talking at the most recent uh, IWE, or you know, in the more recent ones, I've seen you on the mic a little bit more. I mean, what's what's that like going from you know having to focus on that and develop that skill? Uh, it is so hard. I'm not gonna lie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> talking to you know yeah. before wrestling, I did uh, like music and like that's I did shows performing. That's way I thought I can. It help me help me out with that, but a wrestling crowd and a and a music crowd is totally different, and it's, and it's so hard. And I don't, I still don't get it. Like people be like, "Do this, do that." That stuff don't work. I'm like, <laughs> "It's just not working for me." I don't, I don't get it. But uh, I'm yeah. getting better. To me, I'm getting better. You know, I practice at home in the mirror. <laughs> or I, uh, yeah. nag my girlfriend. I'm like, "Hey, man, how this sounds?" She's like, get on my face, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the it, it's, very, becomes, it's very hard, though. seems to become more and more important as the years go by. You know, the wrestlers were able to cut good promos, so... Yeah, that's yeah but I feel promos helps, helps the wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like, if I, if, if I can find a good one-liner, then I'll be good, you know? <laughs> but yeah. I, can't, I can't find it, and I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to talk on the mic. I'm like, no, don't give me the mic. Don't give me <laughs> well, the price but, is right, uh, right? <laughs> Man, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's one point. That's one area in my in the business I want to get better at. All right, cool. Well, you know, considering that, I guess you know the question we always ask is: Do you consider yourself more of an athlete or more of an entertainer? Um, as far as the oh, uh, wow. Yeah, I'm a goofball anyway, so I guess <laughs> I guess I don't, that's a good question because I I don't really I, I think I can go half and half. I sure. guess. Mm -hmm. Train like an athlete for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you have to be an athlete for this business anyways. And, uh, but some, 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 I have seen some wrestlers who's not athletic, mm -hmm. but can entertain a crowd and you look past the athletic part, you know? So, sure. mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel I can do both of it in a way, but I want to get, so I, I go athletic. Because I want to get stronger in the entertainment part. Sure. <laughs> Sports entertainment, that's what it's all about. Yeah, man, find a good balance there. You got any other questions? Yeah. Um, I believe that's it, but uh, where can we see you, man? Uh, people want to see you perform. Where can they go? Um, wow. 
I've been all over, like upcoming shows. I would be in Lake Orion on the 19th. I would be in Mount Pleasant on the 12th at the Mac TV Studios. Imperial um, Wrestling Entertainment, Mac TV Studios. Yes. We'll be there right yes, now. Yes. Good promotion right there. Um, December 20th, I'll be in Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know the date for this for CIW in Ohio, but okay. you can you can follow me on Facebook, my um, uh, fan page, uh, Jack Price six zero seven. Mm-hmm. After the uh, Facebook dot com slash Jack Price six zero seven. So I put all my info and show dates on there. You okay. can follow me on there. Great. Well, I guess the only thing left is uh, we just, you know, I know you said you're just you're kind of a little shy on the bike, but um, if you could just do a promo for us to sort of, you know, show us what's going to come up, uh, give us a taste of the action, that'd be great. Yeah, is that all right? So, <laughs> you guys put me on spot. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a discussion. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you want me to do a promo? Gotta be fair, Jack. Coming up? Gotta be fair to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a promo, okay. I'll, let me get Let me get ready. Hold on. Uh-huh. Oh, man. They put me on the spot. There you go. So, uh, December 12th, IWE Mac TV Studio. You can see me, your IWE Heavyweight Champion. Defend against whomever. Whomever they want to play in the ring. And I'm here. And it came to fans. I don't know what you say with you guys. Put me on the spot. But December 12th is the next show at IWE. And I uh, hope to see everybody there. Absolutely. Well, thanks Thanks for the promo. Thanks for bearing with us. And uh, we appreciate your time, Mr. Price. Yeah, thank hey. you. Hey, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Have, have a great night. All right, you too. All right, see you later. All right, that was Jack Price. All right, Jack Price, yep. Working on the, he's working on the promo skills. Um, but obviously, he's a great in-ring performer. I've seen him live a couple times. Always gets a huge pop, very athletic maneuvers. And um, I think he gives himself a little bit too, much, too little credit on the mic. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And you, especially those athletic maneuvers. You're talking about the drop kicks he was mm-hmm. doing. He's a good standing drop kick. He does a nice handspring elbow off the ropes. Um, yeah, he's a great wrestler all around. Um, definitely a draw. And, you know, you watch a lot of these local guys. And you could kind of tell the, the caliber of a wrestler sometimes with wrestlers, uh, independent. You know, you can tell why they're not on TV. You know, these mm-hmm. guys are you know, they're not they're not cut up as well as the guys on uh, on Raw. They're not as athletic. But um, you know, Jack Price is one. I think he really stands out as someone who could fit in. Um, yeah, you know, NXT or in a mid card at least, um, work his way up too. I, I mean, I could see him going all the way. To be honest, he's right. he's the one that stands out at IWE to me. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see it. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad he's IWE champ right now. Mm-hmm. I hope that goes yeah, he's on. Got a, for he's got an open challenge going on right now. Oh, um, really? He's been defending it a uh, couple couple months now. Um, so, yeah, we'll see, what, we'll see what happens. That's December 12th at Mac TV Studios in Downtown Mount Pleasant. Pure Wrestling Entertainment, doors at 3, bell at 4. All right. Get there early, it's limited seating. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's that. Um, we're moving right along here. we got the Monday Night Raw recap coming up. Now, this, this Monday Night Raw was a little bit better than last. Week. Yeah, this is uh, this gives me a little bit of hope. There, there's some things hope. on here that aren't quite as aren't quite as abysmal. Mick Foley is officially back to being a fan. More on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that one. Mm-hmm. And so let's take it from the top. Uh, what happened on Raw? All right, first thing, uh, Sheamus and New Day did an intro. Um, oh boy. We were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. Sheamus is doing a thing. Uh, Sheamus five fifteen. Obviously, uh, hearkening <laughs> back to the uh, Austin three sixteen after mm-hmm. he beat Jake the Snake Roberts at King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking about how Roman Reigns' title reign only lasted five minutes and 15 seconds. Also led to the match stipulation later, on which uh, Ambrose's and the, um, the Usos' title shots were also staked. This uh, is a real cocky, you know, son mm-hmm. of a bitch, you know, Sheamus. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we, we were really, when we saw that he won the title, we were like, this is a boring guy. He's not really got a personality, but seeing him in a suit dancing with the New Day, yeah. you're like, man, that's, no, that's a heel. Yeah. Like that guy is, and I think he's eliciting a reaction from the audience, too. I think people are really, really hating on Sheamus. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, he's really, he's getting that reaction because I think he's, you know, he's trying his best. You know, as, as bad of a situation as fans thought this would be, I don't think it's going to be quite as bad as everyone thought uh, because he's consistently coming out there and trying to be entertaining. So. Well, well, people forget that Sheamus was world champion. You know, he's been in the main mm-hmm. event scene. He knows how to cut a promo. He just is kind of a boring character. Yeah, he just he just lost his relevance. He was injured for a little while, and then he came back as that heel, and then he didn't really do anything outside of have this on-again, off-again feud with Randy Orton that didn't really yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, making him a corporate champion, I think, really is a good way to give him some new life. Mm-hmm. Maybe give him a chance to trim the, the obnoxious mohawk <laughs> that looks stupid. Yeah. That's yeah. that's one of my favorite chants going right now. <laughs> yeah. like, that's just phenomenal. So they, they made a match, and this was uh, if Reigns could win, he had to win the world title in five minutes. Yeah, five minutes and 15 seconds, minutes, exactly. They gave him exactly five minutes and 15 seconds. So you know there's going to be interference with such a short time. Oh, there. yeah. A little bit predictable, but, you know, moving mm-hmm. right along. Um, Monday Night Raw was, was a little bit better than last time. We got ten whole minutes, uh, about ten minutes for the Dolph Ziggler-Tyler Breeze match, which turned out to be a decent match. Yeah, this was a decent match. Um, Gave some good time, a good amount of time to develop the story. Yeah, uh, I think Breeze should have been more vicious on Ziggler's shoulder, though. I mean, they, they made it clear that, you know, he's trying to go after his shoulder. I think right. they've done that more than once. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it should have been a little bit more vicious, but... Uh, I, I like both of them as performers, and I love seeing them. So yeah, a little confused why Ziggler would go over on Breeze. Um, thought we were trying to put Breeze over as the the new guy, trying to establish some sort of toughness in him. Mm-hmm. Um, he has beaten Ziggler before, so hopefully we'll see a bit of a back and forth here. Um, Breeze coming out of this program, uh, you know, stronger and ready to move up on the card. Mm-hmm. I think right. Ziggler was a great worker for him to start off with. And, oh yeah. You know, seeing you know this was something we were happy about. This was a plus for Monday Night Raw. This was an improvement as a ten minute match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a good match. Yeah, yeah, fine match, no complaints from me. I just hope uh, Breeze gets to bust out some more moves. I feel like yep. he has uh, not not limited, but we haven't seen a lot of his moves yet. Yeah, he's I, slightly I wanna, underwhelming. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see what he can do because I know we know he's capable of it because you know obviously from NXT, and yeah. he can definitely hang in there with Ziggler. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we'll see as that develops. Okay, so we had a pretty big uh, storyline uh, coming up last night. Yes, we found this match. Lena, yeah, back. is back with Rusev. With Rusev, yeah. So. So bygones be bygones. It's all water on the bridge now. These two are reunited yeah. as a couple again. Um, I guess so. That that's pretty much what happened. Uh, they both pretty much let it go. They're married in real life. Yeah, they're outside they, of ring, out outside of kayfabe, I should say. They are married in real life. So, mm-hmm. and so so they're back together. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of don't really want to focus on that. It still brings back those those awful memories. I just hope we that. could have Lena back, Rusev Crush, just back as the manager, yeah. back to where we were a year ago, and just forget that all that soap opera drama even happened. Yeah, Rusev needs to be a monster who almost kills people every night in the ring. And Lena he needs was, to be that guy. Lena was the great mouthpiece, and so yeah. them back together, just let's just go back to where the way it was. Mm-hmm. And now we have some uh, some back. momentum for Rusev now. Mm-hmm. We're talking, we'll we'll talk about more this more later too. We're part sure. of a new stable, yeah. so. I'm glad he's got some direction now, at least. Because Lena so. and, and Rusev, like a year ago, that was that act got the biggest pop of the night sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, people love Lena, and they, they love to boo Rusev. And they make a great combination as, as being on the same on the same page. Mm-hmm. And so do you think we'll they see. broke him up too prematurely? Absolutely. I think so, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. The whole, the whole uh, storyline with Lena and, and, and Rusev and Summer Rae, who dressed just like Lena, it, was just, yeah. it just seemed really... 
odd and contrived and sort of forced. Mm -hmm. um, wasted a lot of time that they could have spent with in-ring action. Right. So hopefully we'll see more of that coming up. Hopefully we'll get back to back to Lane and Risa just coming to the ring and just pissing everybody off. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. The the Russian. Was it the Bulgarian brute? That's yes. What it is. yes, and the ravishing Russian. And the ravishing yes. Russian are back together. So then Rusev and Ryback had a match. Uh, went to it went to a countout, correct? I, yes. That, that wasn't really the storyline though. Um, the storyline was Ryback did a drop kick. Was the storyline there? Mm -hmm. I I don't get surprised by a whole lot watching wrestling as much as I do, but good night, dude. I did not know he could do that. Seeing Ryback do a drop yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah. To quote, uh, what's his name, um, JBL, you know, he looks like he's a generation away from walking on all fours. And he busts <laughs> out this mid-rope drop kick, I believe it was. Yep. That was that was pretty impressive. Too bad the match had to end about 30 seconds later. But, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Ryback used this another time just, just as a placeholder for storylines. Yeah. At least they had a match Yeah. With the, after the whole Lana Russo reunion. Mm -hmm. And then we had... um. Hmm, we had another comeback. We had another return. Another return. Yeah. Tommy Dreamer. Yes. Um, they call him the innovator of violence. Mm -hmm. ECW. Tommy Dreamer, obviously a huge star in ECW. Famous feud with Raven. I don't know if you ever watched that. Um, precursor of the Azure era, basically Raven played a, uh, a... He used to be a geek in high school. Tommy Dreamer was the jock. Then Raven is now a grown-up, and he's punk rock, and he gave it to Tommy Dreamer. I don't think Tommy Dreamer won one match in the whole <laughs> multi-year feud. And the whole point was that Dreamer would never win. But <laughs> mm -hmm. So he's, he's, you know, ECW, born and bred. Yeah, yeah another ECW comeback, and I yeah. and I and I like to see that. Uh, you know, Tommy Dreamer, uh, he may you know everybody may not know him, but I love that these stars are coming back now. Sure. Like these perfect time for it too. Yeah, coming back with the Dudley Boys, former ECW tag champions. You know, mm -hmm. we got three card carrying members of Paul Heyman's ECW. Um, you know, facing off with the Wyatts, which yeah. are a four-person team. And it makes this interesting because it's pretty clear that's all but been said that they're doing this to increase Braun Strowman's ability because they pushed him pretty quick. I think he's right. doing fine for, for sure. how little he's been trained, but sure. they need to work with him and the Dudley Boys are the people to do it. Dudley Boys and the people. Dreamer also, you know, yeah. their experience in the ring can definitely put over talent, as, uh, as I mentioned earlier with Raven. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just wondering who they're going to bring to join Dreamer and the Dudley Boys. Now we got three on four. We got plenty of uh, plenty of old ECW talent. Like, who's next? Who, this could be like a you know, a, a, almost an invasion all over again. A small scale ECW contingent to take out the Wyatts. That would be incredible. Who else? Would I would there? love that. I don't know who they're gonna pick. I didn't expect Tommy Dreamer. I wouldn't have called that one in the first place. So, uh, I mean, the you know the Dudley boys. There were more Dudleys at one point. Sure. You know, so Spike they, Dudley. Spike, I thought it was gonna be Spike Dudley. Spike when, Dudley. Honestly, when they're talking about, oh yeah, well, you know, we brought someone else. They still got Rob Van Rob Van Dam on contract. Everybody wants Rob Van Dam to come back. Everybody. Because he's mean, great. He's yeah. Rob Van Dam was one of my favorites growing up, and uh, yeah, he joined up with Dreamer and the Dudley boys. He's got a little bit different style. Dreamer and the Dudleys all brawlers, but. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, also the Wyatts too. You know, pretty much all brawlers. So putting Rob Van Dammer there, I think, would mix things up quite a bit. Uh, you know, yeah, they also got Sabu on contract still. Really? So old Sabu, the suicidal genocidal maniac, <laughs> homicidal. <laughs> How many incidents can you fit in there? Get, getting him back in there. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who could come back from uh, ECW to maybe make this a four on four. Um, that'd be interesting to see. Very glad to see Tommy Dreamer had a trash kit full of weapons. Yeah, brought His the Kendo stick. Yeah, the Kendo stick. Um, just take it out the lights. Um, that definitely, we're definitely. That's definitely not over. So we'll see. We'll see how that storyline develops. Hopefully, they both come out. It's looking better than they have. Definitely so. an ECW contingent. You know, Wyatt's coming off the Brothers of Destruction. I think it's pretty good. I don't think I don't see it as a step down. Yeah, yeah. It's a good transition, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Let's just see the Dudley's gonna win, please. They need a win. Yeah. They need a win. See, the problem is you put two peop two different factions who desperately need a win because the Wyatt family loses every feud, or Bray Wyatt more specifically does. Sure. And then uh, the, the Dudley boys, you know, are, they came back unexpectedly this year, yeah. and they've really had nothing to do after they stopped having matches with the New Day. Yeah, so, so. hopefully we can see them hit kind of a balance here. Mm -hmm. um, that's exciting. So we'll, we'll keep our eyes on that. Um, we had kind of a forgettable match. Uh, Goldust has returned. Yes. He did at, uh, what is it? Yep, Survivor Series. Series. Right? Yeah. He returned, he returned as one of the five-on-five -five matches. That was, uh, was that the pre-show? I think it was a pre-show he was in. Yep. yep. Uh, I believe they, they had they had two of them, and the WWE probably doesn't remember which one he was in either. Was they the I don't think they really cared a lot about that. But, you know, good to see him. He returned to, you know, to face off against Stardust's team um, at uh, Survivor Series. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Goldust, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He does a lot of really cool moves. Uh, Shattered Dreams, obviously. So it's when Turnbuckle kicks him in the crotch. <laughs> um, you know, Goldust, full gold body suit, uh, wearing uh, women's wigs, uh, being very sort of ambiguously sexual in the ring with the opponents. Mm -hmm. um, he was ahead of his time, uh, and he definitely was one of the characters that helped usher in the Attitude Era. Yeah, very innovative. And you've been watching him for longer than I have. What do you, how's he looking as he's coming back here? Honestly, Goldust looks, he looks pretty, he looks like he's in pretty good shape. You know, when he was uh, teaming up with Stardust, when they were the tag team, uh, he was looking great. Mm -hmm. um, he's always been that kind of guy who's, he goes away and he comes back and he's always in pretty good shape. Um, I know he's getting old. Um, you know, Dustin Reynolds is the son of uh, Dusty Rhodes. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, the fact that they're using him on a weekly basis is interesting to me. Um, and Del Rio, this was kind of a forgettable match. So, yeah. really, I think it was just for Del Rio to get put over. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Goldust seems like he's still got it. Yeah, I think so. And I think Del Rio looked a little bit better in this match than he normally has. Because he, he, he's that guy who's a jack of all stats. He mm -hmm. does a little bit of everything, but... He, he's not really exciting. Like he kind of does the Randy Orton thing, where he's got all these moves, but he kind of does one after the other, one sure. after the other. And sure. then this one, I feel like he's moving a little quicker, a little bit more vicious. I think since he came back from Lucha Underground, he's been in better shape than I than you think he's ever been in. Um, he seems to be quicker in the ring, stronger, more agile, mm -hmm. more pumped up too. Uh, oh my gosh! More angry than ever before. Really. Yeah. I love the the Titan Tron of him smiling, and he comes out looking like the most pissed off dude. Yeah, let's just make a meme about that. Yeah, I'm sh I'm sure it's already been done, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then um, after that we had a little tag team action: the Lucha Dragons and the Usos. Uh, went yeah, with New Day on commentary. New Day on commentary, New Day on interference, yep. New Day on disqualification. Yeah. Same story, you know. The, the New Day uh, always they they will just interrupt matches and cause disqualifications. It's, it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I actually started laughing. I thought it was funny that they were like, we're going to take them both out so no one can be the number one contender. Right. That that, that, uh, that insane heel rationale was kind of funny to me. Sure, sure. And, but, I mean, it's still kind of annoying, though. Like, you know, we don't, there are a lot of no contests the other night. Yeah. That's the, that's, that was the, one of the downsides, I think. Fair amount. Um, well, so the Luchas and the Usos, um, they went through no contest. Stephanie McMahon came out and made mm -hmm. them both number one contender. Yeah. So what, what does that mean? What do you think that means? Uh, that means a three-way match if, a three -way match. as of then, if uh, their cousin Roman Reigns can beat Sheamus in 5 minutes and 15 seconds, though. Mm. She gave it to the Lucha Dragons unconditionally, but oh. the Usos have to be in, you know, their, you know, Roman Reigns' corner. Not not in his corner, but they are really pulling for him to win. Oh, know? okay. So that, the Usos are only, were only going to be included if Roman Reigns won the five-minute match. Right. Ah, okay. And that, that kind of, that was my favorite part of the show, actually, because it was Sheamus being a troll. He was uh, clearly just sure. bothering Roman Reigns, making fun of him. And uh, after Roman Reigns actually Superman punched him and took his title at the very beginning, and then he got it back. 
but it, it was just this whole thing it added stakes like it made me want to see Roman Reigns win because the fate of all these other uh, title contention guys sure. depended on it but you knew the belt wasn't going to change hands on Raw I mean you knew he wasn't going to win you knew it was going to be a DQ right and they're not going to reverse Ambrose number one contendership which I'm stoked about right so. yeah Ambrose did win number one contendership yeah but the Usos um, they, they're probably going to be they're going to be out of the tag team title picture then yeah We'll see. Maybe they teamed with Roman Reigns and Ambrose. You know, they got the Legion of Nations, as we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> yeah, man, the League of Nations. Okay, but before we get there, let's talk about Sasha and Brie Bella. They, yes. they had a pretty good match, actually. Yeah, I enjoyed this. this, enjoyed this well, yeah, and Sasha's got her own music, her own shirts, you know, her, her, her legit boss logos. Uh, Mick Foley pointed this out as this is definitely a reason he saw definitely an improvement mm -hmm. on uh, the women's side of things this week on Raw. Um, yeah, she was able to defeat Brie Bella by submission. So, you know, uh, they're adding momentum to Sasha Banks, and they might be giving us all what we've been asking for this whole time. Yes, finally. Sasha Banks. Finally, they're listening. But Sasha Banks. Yeah, I'm just glad. You know, when you see her in there with someone like Brie Bella, who's yep. been both heel and face, but sure. I, always, I always think of her as more of a heel character, yeah. same as her sister. I think, like, seeing them in the ring together, I think Brie Bella did fine, but you see how much better of a heel Sasha is, mm -hmm. just taunting her. Kind of that, I don't want to call it Kevin Owens style because other people have done it, but he's just the sure. guy who, you know, she taunts people. She, you she's know, a bully. Yeah, she comes off as just this, you know, this bully who's also an incredible athlete. Great, great athlete. One of the greatest wrestlers, and I've said this almost every week about her, but one of the, probably one of the best wrestlers, man or women, um, on the roster. Mm -hmm. um, had a good match against Brie Bella. Um, that brings us into Reigns versus Sheamus, the five minute match. I'm itching to talk about all night. Yes. Reigns versus Sheamus, five-minute stipulation. Did you expect this to end cleanly? No, obviously Did not. Did anybody expect this to end cleanly? No, titles don't change hands on Raw. Especially not in five minutes. Yeah, especially not. It better not. That would have been an insult to both of them, I think. Yeah, and I feel just like you're watching this, and, you know, for the first four minutes, you, you know nothing's going to, you know, you're just waiting for that last half minute mm -hmm. when you know the interference is going to start. And it did. Rusev attacked Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I actually liked uh, before we get into the, what we're what we're so excited to talk about. I also want to point out I think they, the psychology during this match was good because Sheamus obviously didn't care. He was just trying to get away. Roman Reigns looked desperate, right. like he looked like the Clawing under and scraping. Yeah, like just trying to lift him, just deadlift him back into the ring. He kind of looked like that desperate uh, contender that WWE tries to bill him as. But so that was good. And then Rusev pulled him out of the ring. And we have the League of Nations, which is a new stable. The League of Nations, the authority, I think, finally. I think we finally have a heel faction that we can shift into after the authority. Because it's yes. hard to figure out, you know, what we're, what, what is the heel faction that's going to reign supreme. You have this corporate authority. It's obviously gotten very stale, but with no real other direction to take wrestling. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just kind of sat there. And, you know, we've been waiting. The New Day seemed like they could have been the next heel faction, but they're kind of, you know, tag champions. So they're in the mid-card. So now we got Rusev, Sheamus, Bad News Barrett, yeah. and joining them tonight was Alberto Del Rio, which completed the four-person faction now known as the League of Nations. Yes. These are xenophobic foreigners that hate America, that are just here to be jerks. Yeah, and they have been, and we t you talked about this, Sheamus and Wade Barrett were one of the best parts of SmackDown for a while. Oh yeah. Just these cocky, arrogant European. Yeah, they always make a good tag team. Yeah, they, and, they, and they have good chemistry. They're both these brutal-looking strikers, you know, yeah. good brawlers and everything. Right, But um, hammer, brutal yeah. kick. Oh, yeah, I'm, and I'm looking forward to them. <clears throat> uh, I'm looking forward to them getting more ring time now, especially Wade Barrett and Rusev, because uh, yeah. I don't think we've seen them nearly enough. No, these are, these are, I think all four of these are some of the best competitors, some of the best uh, characters as well, mm -hmm. um, I, I, and they're all very hateable, mm -hmm. and they're all almost borderline boring. 
You know, yeah. like they're just kind of like, eh, come on, I, I don't want to see them. But <laughs> yeah. then you have to because they're the champion. That's a good heel. It yeah. was Triple H's reign of terror back with the two-man power Oh, gosh. You know, you didn't like looking at Triple H. No. He's not exciting in the ring. And that almost adds to the hatred. Mm -hmm. Come on, let's have, some, let's have something more exciting. But that, that hatred that, uh, that the supposed lack, what you think is a lack of excitement, uh, that causes is, you know, that, that really makes a good, a good heel. And I, I think that's what we're going to see with a lot of these guys. They were all kind of missing a direction together as this faction. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll, see, we'll see that continue to build and develop. Um, yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I, I, I'm nothing but excited about this yeah. one. I love how they've been teasing it. Like the you Next see, America thing is yeah. like, it's got to be done and over with. We'll hope. And oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll I was I wasn't gonna bring it up tonight. I wasn't <laughs> gonna bring it up. But yeah, and yeah. Anyway, um, I really you know this is gonna give them a great direction moving forward. And um, yeah, I'm just glad that they did a little build up to this. Like on social media, you see their their like they're taking pictures with each other. Like Rusev got I think. Wade Baird or Sheamus a jersey or soccer mm -hmm. or football jersey and you, like football there's kind of these buds behind the scenes and sure. I like how you know they're all kind of just hanging off each other you know just feeding one another's egos and I think that's the that's what you want in the heel faction right there I think it's great I think it is, so. it is pretty interesting especially Del Rio's got the U.S. title uh, Sheamus with the um, world heavyweight obviously mm -hmm. so we'll see what they do with the Reigns and uh, Barrett if they put any gold on them or if these two just I don't know, these, this, these four guys could be the next reign of terror. I mean, these guys could take over the company. Yeah, which would be kind of cool because it's, like, it's not like the Shield where you get a bunch of new guys coming in. Sure. It's not people you know, jumping from another company like an ECW takeover. It's it would be like these guys who, you know, they've all kind of been, I don't want to say screwed in their own ways, but they've all been sort of held back by different things, especially, right. you know, Barrett, Rusev. Uh, you know, Sheamus has been world champion, but Del Rio left for, you know, reasons that were nothing but bad mm -hmm. but uh you know it's kind of giving them all reason to be in the spotlight right now so that's sure. that's cool man sure well that, that didn't end that wasn't the end of raw um, no nope. we had for the i guess the second was this the second round of row that has had a uh a women's uh women's title situation uh charlotte and uh and Paige at the last law right was the was that was the main thing or uh, I, yeah. They've been doing this a lot lately with the women are closing out the show. It's good to see, giving yeah. them a lot more attention. Mick Foley pointed that out. He, Charlotte is showing a little bit of heel. Yeah, uh, good job. Good job making Charlotte be a little bit of a heel because she's not a baby face by any stretch of the imagination right now. Right. Uh, you know, being sort of cocky, like that sort of everything that a page accused her of being. Uh, I sort of like that, how she, she feigned the ankle injury. I know, um, we watched uh, Del Rio do that a while back too, mm -hmm. but she sort of feigned that ankle injury and then got the dirty pin on Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. I thought that was fun, uh, you know, because Becky Lynch needs direction right now too. Uh, Ric Flair was at ringside. Yeah, and he distracted her. He distracted her. So uh, Charlotte clearly employing heel tactics. Oh yeah, clearly, very much so. And then um, you know, I, I, her facial expressions, her body language, I think it all plays very well into the heel thing. And I think it's about time for the Nate to get some heat because he's. Yeah one of the greatest of all time as far as being a villain. Mm -hmm. Been uh, sort of cheered lately, he hasn't really, you know, we haven't really seen him in the ring, his sort of nature boy, hated persona, I haven't really, we haven't really seen that since he was in active competition, so it's nice to see him on the uh, cheating side of things. Yeah, and it's, and, and with... Play those dirty, yeah, dirty with, tactics. Oh yeah, just like, you know, like, you know, like father, like daughter, mm -hmm. and um, I thought that was, I thought that was really great that uh, I like, you know, Ric Flair is that guy who he, as big of a heel as he can be, he can go out on Raw and do everything wrong for, you know, the, you know, for being a character that's over and fans will still cheer for him because he's Ric Flair. So, but not his daughter though. Mm. You know, she doesn't have that yet. So I think this is a great opportunity to sort of expand on her character. Yeah, they need some more heels um, for this Divas Revolution because, you know, it was a little low. 
you know, making Paige play the heel I don't think works too well. Yeah. And when they move Bailey up, which is what I'm hoping they're going to do very soon, fingers sure. crossed, sure. Uh, they're going to need a lot of heels there because she yeah. works best playing off of these yeah. bullies. It was, so. it was a good show for Becky yeah. Lynch as well. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I like her. I like her finisher, the disarmor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always forget what that's called, the disarmor. It's a, basically a sit-on armbar. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Very good. They, a lot of these women do submission holds, which I just think is amazing. You don't really see that too much in women's wrestling back in the day. Mm -hmm. Talk about your ivories and your Jacquelines. Mm -hmm. They didn't really do submission holds, even though they were pretty good wrestlers. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I guess I misspoke earlier. I thought that was the end of Monday Night Raw. No, um, we got the... The obligatory, obligatory multi-man tag match. Don't say you didn't enjoy this at least a little bit. Every single weekly show they do this. You enjoyed it a little bit. Forgot about it. Really? No? Okay. No, it was good. It was good. It was a good moment. We're seeing the League of Nations stable coming into full effect. She missed the real Barrett and Rusev teaming with the New Day. So what did that make it? Seven on two? Seven on four. Seven on four. Usos, Ambrose, and Reigns versus the four-man team of League of Nations and the three... Men of New Day. Yeah, the Usos were out pretty early, though. Yeah, I mean, basically yeah. seven on two. Yeah. I mean, you know, how'd you think it was gonna end? I'm glad at least we had a heel victory because, sure. you know, it's not Roman Reigns holding up Sheamus's title, and you know, it's it's not making the champion look like a punk. You know, he got to bro kick Reigns again. Yeah, it makes the new stable look tough. Mm. Sheamus, Delio, Baron Rusev, um, obviously, team with the New Day. Um, they pretty much took took care of Ambrose and Reigns. Yeah, and they did you know some back and forth like the the baby faces got to stomp Xavier Woods, and mm -hmm. I love that. And then mm -hmm. the they returned the favor by stomping Jimmy Uso back, and then just chaos, just the whole thing fell apart. Uh, Sheamus bro kicked uh, and pinned Ambrose. Uh, he's who he pinned, and then um, yeah, they got the win. They hoisted Sheamus up, and uh, they're stable. So I'm just happy about that, man. Well, yeah, I'm end, super stoked. And with the with the League of Nations standing tall, we'll see what comes next week. Yeah. Um, so let's let's just do a review in case people are getting confused here. Maybe for myself as well. So Dean Ambrose is the number one contender for the title for the Intercontinental title. The Intercontinental yes. title. So he's going to be facing Kevin Owens. Yes. Now Roman Reigns is he still number one contender against Sheamus? Does he still have a title shot? Um, his status hasn't been addressed. My interpretation of it was he gave it up to participate in the tournament. So what does that mean for TLC? Uh, it, well, they already declared it's going to be Reigns versus Sheamus. Mm -hmm. You know, they said, hey, you're going to get your title shot so at TLC. So he's still got that. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the direction for now, and I don't think they're going to change it. I think they got to put the see. belt on Reigns or, or get off the pot. You know, I mean, yeah. just, they, they keep teasing. The second time they've done this too. They tried it at WrestleMania and it didn't work. Sure. And they money, money they make twice screwed over Roman Reigns. Yeah. Mm. Maybe he'll win it himself this year, and then that won't happen. <laughs> May, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe that would that would be fun. Cool. Well, so overall, I thought Monday Night Raw was a pretty good improvement from last week. I think yeah. we're seeing a lot of new stuff. Uh, Tommy Dreamer joining the Belly Boys, the League of Nations, um, even Ziggler and Breeze put on a promising event. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 looking up. Uh, we had one of probably the, one of the most negative uh, conversations I've ever had about <laughs> pro wrestling last <laughs> last week. Yeah. And um, we begged for some change. McFoley was on our side begging for change, mm -hmm. and uh, it looks like we're starting to see see an uh, see an increase. In, uh, in the quality of the product. Um, yeah, one thing that was noted, we mentioned Kevin Owens um, it will be defending against Dean Ambrose. That's still, that's still in line, um, but uh, he wasn't at Raw. He wasn't on SmackDown, apparently. Yeah, he's sick. Went home with an illness. Mm -hmm. Not sure exactly what kind of illness. Obviously, I don't, it didn't sound like an in-ring injury. Mm -hmm. or, uh, it sounds like it's, it was contagious. Um, he was traveling with his son. Son got sick as well. Um, they went home, um, missed Monday Night Raw, missed the SmackDown taping last night. Um, but... 
plans off for him to for him to continue. Um, yeah. You know the uh, TLC match has not been changed. Um, he's still on the card. So fingers crossed. We don't need another injury. No, especially Kevin Owens. He's no. the, he is my favorite guy who on the roster. He's he's at least the most prominent of my few favorites on there. Cesaro, right now. Seth Rollins are out. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, no one's like John Cena's not there to carry it like sure. he normally is. Sure. And as, as much as I'm a critic of John Cena, he does have that sort of presence that you really can't deny. He can guide a show. He can cut a promo. Sure. And um, I hope Kevin Owens comes back. And that's what felt wrong with Monday Night Raw, like this disturbance in the force. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Kevin Owens wasn't there. I was a little upset. But if you miss Kevin Owens, check out his Twitter. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. If you watch the way he makes fun of his fans and yeah. blocks them, it's yeah. great. So hasn't blocked anyone since he's been sick, though. So I think that means he's doing a little bit better, maybe. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about if that. He's not blocking people. Maybe he's real sick. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, that brings me. To, you know, we mentioned we've mentioned Mick Foley um, last week um, or at our last podcast. He, you know, he. We talked about Mick Foley's statement about how he was about to not be a fan anymore. He was yes. considering not watching it. Um, he's released another statement now that officially Mick Foley is retained as a WWE fan. Now this is important to this is important to us because Mick yeah. Foley has given his life to this business, specifically to the WWF and the WWE. And um, you know we really care what he thinks and what he says in the public. He's a legend, and um, you know to think about this guy who doesn't want to watch it. You know, the person who dove 30 feet off the top of a Hell in a Cell broke his jaw on impact just for a match. You know, to think that he wouldn't want to watch it, you know, you gotta, you gotta listen to his, to his rationale. Mm -hmm. um, but, but he is retained. He, he liked Monday Night Raw, he liked the Sasha Bank push, he said the Charlotte Heel um, actions were pretty good as well. Um, League of Nations replacing the authority, that's one thing McFoley was really sick of, I think, was the authority. Yeah. Triple H. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he had an interesting way of saying it without quite saying it, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, which you know you have to do, but Mick Foley's one of those guys who, you know, wrestling fans love him because you know he's not only a great wrestler who's been part of some crazy memorable moments. He's also he also has a voice that is in right. tune with a lot of wrestling fans. He's a New York Times best-selling author, I think. Yeah, three books. He's written he's written a lot of books. He does a, uh, like a speaking tour. Mm -hmm. um, he does stand-up comedy. Yeah, too. that's what it is. Basically, stand-up comedy. Yeah. Tells his stories. Um, you know, he's, he's the voice of the fans, you know, if he, he wants that. If he, he wants to be the voice of the fans, and I think he's probably the ultimate wrestling fan. He's not really a wrestler. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, even Ric Flair said he was a glorified stuntman, and a lot of people didn't like that statement. But um, if you think about it, he doesn't train like the other guys. He's not built. He's not cut up. He, he said he always wanted to make wrestling more real by making it real, by feeling mm -hmm. the real pain. And he was good at it. And he was good at it. Yeah. So, you know, he's the ultimate fan. Mm -hmm. And um, good to see that he's back on our side. We can, we can hopefully... Hopefully his sentiments are not misplaced and wrestling is going back in the right direction. Yes. I have a feeling uh, Triple H read that Facebook yes. post and just Well, I read an interesting, another dumb. interesting development was um, um, Mick Foley's son, Dewey Foley. Yeah, joined creative, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. So, so we're talking like, uh, well, this seems <laughs> odd that Mick yeah. Foley would make this statement a week later, his son gets a job. Apparently his son has had this job offer for a while, they just now went public with it. Mm -hmm. um, Dooley Foley has had his own wrestling blog. He's called out Triple H and the McMahons a lot. Yeah. He's mentioned his father as well. I believe he said that Triple H would be nowhere without his father. Yeah. I don't know about that. He um, made, made some statements about, um, you know, Mick Foley being responsible for a lot of the success of the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Not incorrect, but surprising. Um, the thing that, J that Mick Foley always points out is the way Jim Ross would call him. Good old JR, the way he would mm -hmm. call him. He's dead, he's dead, yeah. that kind of stuff. That's what made the Attitude Era. It was a combination of that... You know the 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 uh, the commentators willing to go that extra distance to be that much more violent and descriptive, 
jarring, but then you also had to have a wrestler back it up, and that man was Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was mankind. Somebody had to get speared under the flaming table outside yeah, of the ring. It. Yep. And that was Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. You know, and now we got to talk about the WWE app and all that, and the network and all that stuff. <sighs> you know, we got to have Michael Cole plug all those things, and instead of you know, or, Some, someone had to bury the Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. In your house, Return of the Tiger. Alright, and Oof. Adam Rose is back. I don't Adam know Rose. if you saw this. I, I, Adam Rose is back on the main roster. Well, more power to him. Yeah, um, interesting. I heard he has a new... He was on the Thanksgiving episode. Yes. He had that little little second rabbit stew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was part of that, that whole skit. A bunch of people came in for that. I know Heath Slater was on for that, too. You never see him anymore. And Slater Slaw. Yeah, Slater Slaw. <laughs> I'm the one-man band. <laughs> Didn't he break a guitar over Ryback the other day? Yeah, he tried to. That was funny. He tried to think that was on SmackDown, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was going to lead to something, but I guess it didn't, you know. Well, good but, for... but Adam Rose is back. Uh, do you know anything about the gimmick? Is he going to still be, I mean, he served rabbit stew, which was supposed to be his mask, the, the bunny costume guy, mm -hmm. cooked into a soup, so... Like what do you what do you think? What kind of direction could they take him in? Yeah. Can you say that sentence again? It it just sounds like the most absurd thing. Man. Well, you, you, like, like, soup? Yeah, his, his mask. He made it into soup and then tried to serve it to people <laughs> backstage. <laughs> like, but I mean, it's all right. I don't really know what his gimmick is. He obviously was trying to roast people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Rose Bush, like this mock uh, this mock news show. He's trying to be that um, faux, edgy sort of dude. I don't really know what his gimmick is yet. I haven't really seen him outside of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. He's obviously good in the ring. Um, he had a he had a, a gimmick in NXT that really connected with fans. The what was it called the party. He has a party animal, right? The party animal, yeah. the whole party thing, the Exotic Express. He'd have like the rosebuds, like all these people come out. It worked really well in the small arenas in NXT. Seemed like it was really crowded. Then when he was on uh, Monday Night Raw, <laughs> twenty people's twenty people, especially in a giant sports arena. Right. It didn't really connect with the fans. On Raw, um, he's had a lot of trouble. You know, I think since. Didn't really blow up like they thought he would, so I'm curious to see what his next gimmick is going to be if they're bringing him back. Yeah, hopefully. And, you know, that's that's something that, um, you know, NXT graduates have to overcome. You know, mm -hmm. even with that training, it's a totally different mindset. Like Kyle the NXT Breeze. fans and, like, the guys who use, you know, people who were on SmackDown, those fans, two totally different crowds. And yeah, I think Tyler Breeze is going through some of that right now. Yeah, and, and I like him. I think he does a good job sure. doing. Uh, he I mean, he I watched a video. He said he, he was inspired by Gorgeous George. That Absolutely. makes That makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. And that's sort of the basis for that. And I think he plays his character fine. I think they just need to give him a little bit more time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, another, another news, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about a rumored return of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. We can finally put yes. those to bed. People can stop talking about it online. You know that when you make a headline that says Stone Cold possibly returning, it's going to get clicks. It's so going to get my click. All you clickbait uh, wrestling writers, stop saying Austin's going to come back. He's yeah. not coming back. They, the WWE released a montage of retirement matches. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold's last match with The Rock was included in this. Mm -hmm. was not a retirement match. It was just his last match. Mm -hmm. So that's another, you know, they, they, they released statements saying he rumored has been put to bed. WWE.com this week just started listing him as officially retired. Mm -hmm. So Stone Cold is not coming back. Yeah. I, mean, I get so excited whenever I see that, but... And you know what? It's not happening. Yeah, you know what? Good for him. He, he has a lot of injuries, you know. And sure. I heard a rumor he's going to main event with Brock Lesnar. Nope. No way would that happen. He, those two in 2015 are not compatible. That's why he quit the company. Yeah, he didn't want to work with Brock. Yeah, he didn't. To it. Uh, yeah, uh, back then, like I think it was yeah, 2002, 2003 at the end of his run. Yeah. Uh, you know, he says, no, I'm not going to you know, lay down for that guy. Right. And uh, no hard feelings, though. I talked about it on the podcast. They're both completely cool with it. But yeah. 
Yeah, even uh, if you watch behind the scenes, like WrestleMania 19 with The Rock, he was in the hospital a day or two beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like he was struggling with health issues even back then. So I, he I can't. Also had bad knees, got that broken neck. Mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine him getting back out of the ring, and I, I just wanted to put that to bed. That's not happening. Yeah, and he, you know, and he's, you know, the definition Plus of a WWE legend. You know, he doesn't have anything left to prove. I think he's the he's the biggest superstar of all time. Yeah. He's the most famous wrestler I think of all time. I think he beats out Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. Merchandise alone, even. Mm -hmm. even the merchandising, even if it's just as a black T-shirt says Austin 316. You don't see South Park, you didn't see cartoons of the day with the Hulk Hogan logo just thrown in there, you know. And, you know they, he was, it broke out into the mainstream of pop culture, I think. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin more so than Hogan. So, you know, we loved it. We love him. We listen to his podcast, but we probably will never see him in the ring again. Sorry, Stone Cold. Yeah. Sorry, Stone Cold fans. Sorry about that. <laughs> you can always listen to the podcast. Yes, always check out the podcast. Not a bad podcast, Stone especially when, best one. Yeah, especially when uh, Brock Lesnar's on there. So, um, some kind of some bad news. Uh, Brad Maddox was released. Oh uh, yeah. Um, for mm -hmm. making some statements during a dark match in Indianapolis, he's uh, he's he's been a manager. He's gotten squashed by Ryback. He doesn't have a whole lot of ring time. Like it's hard to it's hard to find. Were there racist comments he made? Uh, no, nah, he used some he used some foul language. Okay. Um, I believe he uh, yeah he called some people just the audience trying to get heat because he's always been a heel manager kind of oh, okay. dude. Various expletives. Yeah, yeah, and okay. um, yeah. That's apparently, he just got released uh, and unceremoniously um, because you know he's not a guy who has that sort of protection. You know, sure. He's no storyline, no nothing. No. Starts cursing, cussing out the fans. It's not a, it's a it's not an adult product anymore. At least. Not according to the management. Unfortunately. So, yeah, he had to go. I don't think we're going to miss him too much. Uh, he hasn't been around. He hasn't been in the business that long. Yeah, like, I don't I don't really know him. I just thought, you know, worth mentioning that, you know, this kind of stuff still happens. Yeah, definitely, so. definitely. Yeah, it's been all over the news. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I've got one more news news item. Uh, Sami Zayn is set to return to NXT. Oh, yeah, we talked about this uh, two weeks ago, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, They've now been releasing promo videos saying he's coming back. Yeah. Unclear on the dates. He's a former NXT champion. He's been out with a soul injury since uh, May when he uh, made his Raw debut against John Cena. I think he wrestled a bit after the injury. And I, I think that, didn't he, that wasn't his like last match on record. I think he did I'm, a couple other things. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he got the injury in that match. Right. And then it he had to leave later. Right. Um, I'm not... I can't remember the details, but he's definitely... He hasn't been near a ring since then. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. And it was it was heartbreaking to watch that, that... Uh, you know, he was introduced by Bret the Hitman Hart. Mm -hmm. Heath Slater came out, tried to take the... It was the John Cena open challenge. Heath Slater comes out, tries to take it. <laughs> Bret Hart comes out, knocks out. Heath Slater introduces Sami Zayn, who's also Canadian. Um, they put on a great match. Mm -hmm. Sami Zayn, Monday Night Raw debut, but I saw that exact... I remember that exact moment when he hurt his shoulder, and you could tell. Oh, the rest yeah. of the match, like, oh, man. He was so over with the fans. Obviously, got a major pop when he came out. People actually knew him from NXT. Um, I, when he returns, it'll hopefully be with that amount of impact as well on NXT. Yeah, hopefully. I'm looking forward to seeing him back. So, you know. Yeah. Great, great, great wrestler. Former NXT champion, like I said. Um, you know, we just, they haven't really released the date that he's coming back. They've just been doing promo videos. Um, so I, I guess we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for the news on that. Definitely. And speaking of coming back, uh, John Cena has been advertised for a December 26th event. Ah. Uh, versus Alberto Del Rio instead of the 19th. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the details are, but John Cena is coming back this month if all goes according to what the plan is supposed to be right now. Prodigal Son returns. Yes. And I think he's going to get a huge pop when he comes back. I'm sure he I will. I think people are going to be happy to see him. As much as they booed him, I think they've seen what it's like without him, and it's 
definitely lacking without him. So. Yeah. You can definitely feel, you know, with all these superstars, it definitely feels like an, like an empty show, even though there sure. are so many good performers there. And with him up against Del Rio, you know he's getting a face push, too. He's going to be a good guy. Mm -hmm. I would always like to see John Cena try to be a heel again, like when he first started, but uh, I don't know if that's even possible anymore for the Fruit Loops commercial, or the fruit, Fruity Pebbles commercial. Fruity Pebbles. I don't know if That was The ever... Rock who made that joke initially, right? It is, yeah, but it was true, though. The, yeah. the John Cena signed up for the joke <laughs> the Fruity Pebbles commercial. So. Uh, I've been holding out hope for that, honestly. Retur or even going back to Dr. Thogonomics, yeah. I would mark out, man. I, I would, would go too. nuts if that happened. That was one of my first wrestling t-shirts I ever bought at a live event with John Cena. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Word life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully John Cena's coming back. Hopefully we'll see a good push. Hopefully they got something ready for him, storyline-wise. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, I believe that's all the news. Um, sure. I kind of picked a wrestler of the week. Sure. Um, we didn't have a chance to talk about this beforehand, but I've been kind of mean to talk about Luke Harper mm. for a little while. Yes, we have been trying to talk about Luke Harper. We've always we always discussed that. He's, um, you know, I'd say one of the probably one of the best athletes in the Wyatt family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, he's my favorite out of out of all four of them. Bray Wyatt at a close second, but Luke Harper, you know, people kept realizing when he got into singles competition, especially last year, he just doesn't have bad matches. He has good chemistry with pretty much everyone he's faced. Very so. agile. The discus punch is very impactful. He has a super kick, which you don't see too much from a big guy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's outshone. I mean, him and Eric Rowan were both kind of unknown when they came up in the Wyatt family, but I think he's outdone Eric Rowan by far. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got the IC title for a while back, and uh, yeah, he's always a big part of the matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's been wrestling for quite a few years. He has a ton of experience um, in Japan, Dragon Gate in Japan. It's, he credits that. He, yeah. I listened to the Talk is Jericho podcast with yeah. he and Chris Jericho chatting, and you know he says that's where I got a lot of my agility from, is from working over there. He's done Ring of Honor, uh, Jakara, I believe, okay. uh, Squared Circle Wrestling. You know He has a ton of experience, and he wrestled as Brody Lee, which is this bully trucker gimmick. See, he does kind of look like Bruiser Brody. I don't know if you know Bruiser Brody from back in the day. Um, it's, 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 he looks very similar to uh, Bruiser Brody. I mean, Bruiser Brody was one of the original hardcore wrestlers from the late 70s. He used to have a lot of good, he had a big program with Abdullah the Butcher. People had never seen hardcore wrestling before. You know, Abdullah liked to bring out a fork. Um, used to brag. These guys used to brag. These guys in the late 70s, Ric Flair was one of them. They used to brag at Dusty Rhodes that they would be able to hold poker chips and the scars on their foreheads from all blading. And that's Bruiser Brody, and uh, you can definitely see the influence on Luke Harper. Mm -hmm. that's, I think that's why he used to go by Brody. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure. I haven't heard that, but that, that, sounds, that sounds accurate. It's just like yeah, and he had, <laughs> and he's got that, you know that bald spot on his head? Yeah. I heard a rumor, I believe this, I, I think this is true, but I don't just, I don't want to, you know, say things, but sure. it's, it's not a bald spot, it's from a scar from a chair shot he took wow. in his career, and he just never got it corrected yeah so it helps him look the part though those japanese wrestling death matches those are pretty crazy that's pretty crazy stuff you know i mean obviously i've always wanted to see him really break out on his own i know he got the ic title really like his gimmick too yeah he's got his own gimmick the eyes mm -hmm. yeah his his acting in the ring with his eyes and his body language and everything is just phenomenal i i was kind of as much as i love the brothers of destruction the fact that he had to just sponge up all that offense from both of them kind of kind of crushed me because someone as good as him uh you know I, I feel like he should be in a different place but i believe he's very he's almost too good to move out of the wyatt family now he's such right. a big part of it yeah yeah luke harper um i mean what, what else what else you got on him I and mean, he's not much else you could say he's uh, in a few words you know he's um i got i definitely would choose him as a wrestler wrestler of the month you know definitely an mvp 
I'd like to see some more single stuff. You know, when you got these tournaments for the world heavyweight title, would have liked to see him involved in that. Yeah. He's been in King of the Ring. He's been in Money in the Bank matches. He obviously handled it on his own. Um, you know, I mean, these these I get that we have all these factions in wrestling. Mm -hmm. The White Family is one of them, and the factions are great, but they don't need to always be multi-man tag matches. Right. We used to watch D Generation X. They'd have singles matches all the time. These guys would support each other, and each member of the faction would branch out and have their own career. They wouldn't always be competing together. Mm -hmm. And you know, Luke Harper is someone that, that that would definitely be able to do that as well. I don't think he needs the White Family. I think it definitely helps his character, and he's important to the White Family, but. You know, he can branch out on his own as a singles competitor, and I think that's where he'd be best utilized. Yeah, he has all the tools he needs, and he can cut a mean promo, too. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he's a man of few words, he hardly ever speaks, except for that yeah, yeah, yeah thing he does, <laughs> which is both terrifying and awesome at the same time. Yeah. He's a pretty conversational guy. If you ever listen to him in interviews, he's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he obviously has the mic skills, he just never gets to really demonstrate them. Sure. He has the ability, he has the chemistry with a lot of different guys like Dolph Ziggler, and he put on a great match. He was upset because he had to lose the title after about uh -huh. a month or less of having it. But yeah, I see title. Yeah. yeah. It was a short reign, but it was a good one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I thought he could have done more with it if they had given him the time, but um, hopefully we'll just see more great things from him in the future. So hopefully yep. he gets to shine at TLC. It doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. We'll see We'll see what comes up, uh, up in TLC. Mm -hmm. Not yeah, it was either going to be uh, Luke Harper or Luke Harper's beard for Wrestler of the Week. So uh -huh. I, was, I chose to go with that one. So, so we just went with Luke Harper yeah. instead of his beard. Good. We had more to talk about that. Yes. I don't know anything about that man's beard. It's, nah, it's long and greasy. It's incredible, though. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, I guess that's all the time we have for it tonight. Again, this has been the Ringmasters Podcast. I believe this is episode five. Yeah. And my, again, my name is Adrian, the Headache Head. And I am Grant LaFave. Yep. And, uh, you know, check it out. And uh, check out IWE, I guess, December 12th. Mm hmm. Um, again, that's going to be at Mac TV Studios. Doors at 3, bells at 4, get there early. Uh, we'll, I mean, I'll be there. Um, it's just a great show. And um, we'll be back next week with more news, more leading up to TLC, hopefully uh, more uh, more of a card next time. Hopefully we'll have more matches announced. Mm -hmm. So uh, check with us next week. Thanks a lot. Definitely. See you guys.